I was so tired. Wait, actually, maybe I was procrastinating because I really didn't want to do the thing. How well do we know ourselves? Welcome back. I'm Gila Ross, host of the Power Up podcast, where we share short, relatable ideas that upgrade and impact our everyday lives. And in this episode, Our Wednesday night discussion group looks at the topic of how well do we know ourselves? Okay, so I want to ask, start with quite an, quite a, what you might think at first, an easy question, but I'm curious to hear what you think. So anyone can weigh in with this. The question is, how well do we know ourselves? If I were to ask you, how well do you know yourself? What's, what, what would you answer to that? Yeah, too well. <laughs> too well. It's interesting because my daughter's obviously, she's, I've got a 14-year-old girl, she's in high school, and she's obviously doing some sort of thing that she's filling in. She says to me, what are my strengths and weaknesses? <laughs> you know how you have to do that sometimes for an interview. She's like, I managed to find all my strengths, but what are my weaknesses? <laughs> Which is always a harder question to answer when you're in an interview type of setting, right? You know what the, the answer is like, I tend to work too hard. <laughs> uh, all right. So we have, we have one answer for um, very well. Anyone else wants to weigh in? How well do we know ourselves? Anyone wants to agree or disagree? I think you can know yourself, but sometimes things can surprise you when you're in a situation that's unknown to you, and then different emotions and feelings come out that you didn't know existed in you. So you might know yourself to a point, but there's always surprises that come out. Yes, yes, yes. I think I think it, I think that's a very very good point. That that you know sometimes. We, we, we get we surprise ourselves right or like sometimes someone can ask you a question and um give me just a second hello hello let me just let deborah in um um like i had i had a situation where where one of my kids asked me last week hi deborah nice to have you join us um and like the question floored <laughs> me and <laughs> all of a sudden i was like Yeah, so, so there are times that we can, we can, you know, be surprised at different, different things about ourselves. Does anyone want to say that, does anyone want to argue and, and suggest that maybe we don't know ourselves that well? We, we have quite a strong opinion at one end of the table. <laughs> you agree? sometimes that others know you better. That's a bit of a controversial statement, don't you think? People that are close to you sometimes know you better. Like family, yeah. Family, best friends or... Yeah. Knows you better than you know yourself? Sometimes. You see them as an outsider rather yeah. than as... Well, more right. critical on yourself, yeah. whereas other yeah. people won't be. Yes, yeah. sometimes well, I think depends. I <laughs> If somebody complimented you, you'd turn around and, and, and disagree. No, you'd never turn around and say, yeah, you're right, I am. <laughs> But sometimes, you know, that's a good point, because I think um, we're talking about like sometimes someone sees something in us that others may not see. And 
sometimes when you say when they say it to us, it's like, oh, you know, like maybe they're right, mm. right? So I think we are having. I'm going to venture that even the strong opinion that we do know our, ourselves very well is perhaps getting slightly convinced that we may not. We may, we may, may not. What about what about when someone tells us something that we don't want to hear? Who's right? Are they right or are they wrong? It depends what they're telling you, right? It depends how badly you don't want to hear it, right? If you really, really don't want to hear it, it probably is right. It makes a difference. It makes a difference if someone um, um how they tell you as to whether you'll be open to listening or not. But it doesn't actually make a difference to whether it's true or not, right? Like if someone tells you something about yourself that you don't want to hear and they say it in a not nice way, it may still be true. You may not want to hear it, but it may it may still um be true. So I want, I want, I, a couple of weeks ago, I saw I saw a following statement on on Instagram, which got me thinking. And um, it said, it said, successful people know the difference between tired and lazy. And that sort of really like struck me because for, um, I, I see for myself that that's something that, that sometimes comes up, right? Like I, I'm like, not sure whether I'm tired or, and, and I, should, I, should, I should just rest or if I'm just like, can't be bothered and I should just push through. Anyone can relate to feeling like that ever? Yeah. Like I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Like last week, I can't remember what day it was. It must, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't remember what day it was, and I was like so tired. And like Samuel turned around to me and said, "Like, what do you like? What have you got on?" And I was like, "I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do the other." And he's like, "Just come out for two hours." And and we did. We went. We went to Hollingworth Lake. We walked around the lake. We came back. It was like a two-hour trip, but like it was the best thing. Because what would have happened if I would have stayed home? I would have like. Try to do work, but being too tired, right? So, you know, like sometimes the best thing when you're feeling like I don't want to do something, sometimes if it's coming from tiredness, the best thing really is just rest, right? It doesn't all have to happen today, right? It'll, it'll wait for you for tomorrow. And but if you're just not tackling it because you're lazy, then resting isn't actually going to help, right? So, um, so do, do, do you see sort of the distinction between, but what struck me more was this idea that that the ability to know the difference of when is when, right? Like, how well are you able to know the difference between, and, and for different people, it's different things, right? For me, it could be between being tired and, and feeling like I can't be bothered. For some people, it could be the difference between thinking th things through properly and overthinking things, right? For some people, it's a difference between, you know, kindness and and not respecting your boundaries do, 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 do you get what i'm go, i'm getting at is that there's so many situations in life where you know it could be it could be one or two things it could be a good thing to go and do that or it could actually be um, a negative thing to do that and and it's and it really is a question of knowing what you need to do in the moment are, 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 is everyone with me so far Yes. Okay. So now that I've sort of clarified the question, how well do you think now, now pick your sort of like um, um, pressure point, right? Pick your one where you kind of like struggle to know the difference. How well do you think you know yourself in that sort of situation? Whether it's a question of overthinking things, whether it's a question of, of if she's guilty, 
then what, what we're told what happens is that she, she, she dies the most miserable death, right? The most horrible, miserable, humiliating death. Now you read the story and you think to yourself, hold on a second, here's a woman, an intelligent woman, and she knows that she's got two, really three options, right? She's got option A if she's not guilty, nothing to be afraid of, take the drink, nothing's gonna be, happen, you're gonna, you're gonna be shown to be, to, be, to be completely innocent and you, you go away. If you're guilty, you've really got you know, two, two choices. You either deny your guilt and you're going to have to die this horrible death or admit your guilt. Right? Isn't it better? Because um, in, uh, in, in Jewish law, if she admits her guilt and she says that she did have an affair, so she, they, they, her and her husband have to get divorced and she can't marry the, the guy that she had an affair with, but she can go on and rebuild her life, right? Like her life is not over. There's, there's, there's a way back. So you think about it and you read the story and you're like, she's guilty, right? Let's just say there's a woman that she's guilty. She knows she has two options deny your guilt and you'll die the most miserable death or admit your guilt and you'll rebuild your life yes it'll be it'll be uncomfortable whatever while you're doing it but you'll rebuild it why on earth would, would a woman ever choose to lie let me ask you the question why on earth would a woman ever choose to lie and anyone can answer on zoom or on instagram why on earth would someone choose to lie if they know the options right that and and i think um i think there's quite a few of us that are able to say or feel like we don't always know each ourselves, right? And we did. Hello, Juline. So nice to have you join. Sorry, Juline is a good friend from Vancouver. Um, it's always nice to have people from across the world join us. So apologies about that. Okay, let's get back to where we are. So, and, and I think someone said this earlier, and I can't remember who, so my apologies, but we don't see ourselves objectively, right? We we have a knowledge of ourselves and we, we can continue to grow, grow in that knowledge of ourselves, but we don't see ourselves objectively. And I think Adele said this, or, or Abby, I can't remember which one, who it was, that outsiders can see us from, from a sort of a different perspective. Why? Because they're seeing us as an outsider, right? They are much more objective about ourselves than they are, um, than, than, than we are. And, and that's why it's very, you know, it's, it can be very, very difficult to face the truth, right? We, we hide from the truth. And I'll give you a few, a few crazy stories that really um, um, show this. So there's a story in, in the, the parasha, in the, in the Torah, that um, uh, hi, Bev. Um, I guess it's half time now because she's joining <laughs> us. <laughs> um, is it? Is it? <laughs> um, so... Where are we up to? Right. So, so there's a, the Ishasaita, right? Who was what? What's the, what's the story of the Ishasaita? Is the Ishasaita is a woman who whose husband suspected that she has had an affair. So the the what happens is that he accuses her of having an affair, and there's a procedure that she has to go through. So that that what what she has to do is she she goes to the the co the priest and he gives her <laughs> um um he Beth says it is half time well um, thank you for joining during the half time um what's the score <laughs> um so where were we up to right so the issue said she she takes a drink um and she so, so what, what she does is she goes to the, the, the priest and gives her two options he says to her basically are you guilty of what your husband has has accused you of and she she's got one one of two options she can either admit if she's guilty she could admit her guilt 
Um, if she is not guilty, then she says that she, she doesn't admit it. And, and in, in that case, if she denies what um, having an affair, then the, the, the Cohen um, takes a cup of water, dissolves a paper with God's name written on it, and she drinks it. And now two, one or two things will happen to her. If she is not guilty, nothing will happen to her, and she, the husband knows that she's not guilty, and they, they, they're, they're back together, and she's given blessings for having to um, um, undergo this um, ordeal shame embarrassment but you, do you hear what you're saying right and you guys said this not me <laughs> um that the fear of shame or guilt is so strong that a person would rather die a miserable death rather than than than, than admit the truth and go through it that's what you said right without without saying it but that, that's what you insinuated right so um, so, so this is what it's telling us, is that a person would rather, you know, go, go, go to the end, have a, suffer a miserable death, know that they're going to suffer a miserable death, rather than admit the truth, right? And if you think back to a time, and maybe it's just me, when, you know, you've done something, and you're called out on it, right? Or someone, you know, says something to you. Um, anyway, um, so, 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 we, we, I think you can experience that as well. When someone tells you something you don't want to hear, you, our initial reaction is we resist it, right? But let me, let me tell you an, a, another couple of, of stories, like crazy stories from, from that we're told. There was um, when, when Joshua, when they came, um, yes, yeah, yes, when a person doesn't have fear of heaven, that, that definitely contributes it, to it. But again, it seems like it's, it's a natural reaction that we have, a natural resistance that it's hard for us to admit the truth. Now, here's, here's another crazy story. So when the Jews went into the land of Jericho, they, would, um, they destroyed the land and they were told that they weren't, weren't allowed to rebuild it. And Joshua gave, um, said that if anyone was, was to transgress this commandment and rebuild it, the words that he used was, he says, when they lay the foundations, they will bury their oldest child. And when they complete the building of Jericho, they will bury their 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 um, youngest child. So, so, so what happened? There's a guy called Chiel, and he and he ignores Joshua. And what happens is, he lays the foundations for Jericho, and his oldest child dies, and he rationalizes it away. The kid was sick, whatever it was. He continues building. He has eight children. Continues building, and one by one, the children die. Right? Crazy, crazy. You see what you're doing, Joshua gave you this this curse he said this would happen it's happening just stop right just stop no he completes it and he buries his last child can you imagine that can you imagine that like that's how hard it can be for a person to admit the truth right like he knew he knew everyone knew this is what's going to happen if you if you if you do if you do x y is going to happen so he did x and and y happened but it didn't make any impact on him. He just kept on going because it's very, very, very hard for us to, to admit, the, um, admit the truth. And perhaps this is a, the reason why we're told that there's a concept in Judaism which says, Avera Guerrera Severa, that a, a sin, one transgression, one bad thing leads to another bad thing. 
And the same, the flip side is, is, is true as well, that one good deed leads to another good deed. But perhaps this is the reason why, because when a person does something wrong, right? And think about any time you may have, I mean, I'm like throwing out something here that you may resist the, 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 the truth, perhaps, that we are not all perfect. And um, that, you know, think about sometimes that you've done something wrong. So a person would rather continue to do something wrong rather than admit that they have done wrong and, 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 then, and, then, and then change the action. So perhaps that is, is why, is one of the reasons why, why, why Judaism teaches us that one, one bad thing leads to a, a, one negative thing leads to um, a, a, another negative thing. I'm going to share with you, again, one, one more story as well. That So Shimshon was a, a, a prophet, right? And his parents was, Shimshon was the story, um, incredible story, but I'll just give you a, a, a little um, snapshot of his life. So his parents did not have children. They were married for many years. They didn't have children. And um, they, they obviously wanted, wanted to have a child and they prayed. And eventually um, they had his mother met um, a prophet, Elijah. And, and he told, uh, um, um, Elijah told Chimshan's mother that you are going to have a child. And when you have that child, that child has become a Nazar, which means a Nazarite, which means that he has to grow his hair and he cannot drink wine. Now, what's fascinating is when you read the text, this is in the prophets, it says that Elijah told her, you know, it is true that you are barren, right? It is true that you cannot have children, but a miracle is going to happen and you will have a child. And she goes back and the text says this, and she goes back and she tells, she, she relays to her husband the, the conversation that she had with Elijah. But there's one omission. What's the omission? She tells the whole conversation, but she leaves out the bit where he says, you are barren. Why? Because they at that time, they in, in their, obviously, you know, not being able to have children is an extremely stressful situation. And they, they had argued with each other whose fault it was. And now that um, Elijah had really said to, to Shimshon's mother, it's because of you, even though it's not her fault, right? It's, you know, it's, it's a physical thing. She left that bit out, right? She left that bit out. And even though, you know, it wasn't her fault and the, the remedy's there, right? Elijah said, you're going to have the child. Like, what, is it, what does it bother you? But all these, I think what all these stories are, are, are trying to tell us is, show us is that, we have this deep instinctive desire to 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 protect ourselves, right? To to not to not face the truth. It's very very difficult to actually face the truth, right? When the truth is not something that we that we want to hear. And it's interesting what Sharon, what Sharon sometimes said said at the beginning was that even sometimes when someone gives you a compliment, we can resist it, right? So even 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 um, um, for the good, it's sometimes hard for us to to, to um, admit the truth, sorry, to accept. And, and perhaps I think it's, you, um, um, Abby was hinting at it, perhaps it's because we recognize that when we recognize that that is our strength or that is our compliment or whatever it is, that that is a responsibility, right? So that sometimes it's easier not to, 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 to face that sort of truth and just say, ah, I can't or whatever, as opposed to saying, hmm, maybe they're right. Maybe I can step up to do whatever it is. Um, so, was that my?
possibly <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, um anyway um <laughs> going to be <laughs> oh, yes um yes we can talk about that another time but <laughs> um anyway where were we up to so so um now that we've kind of um we have kind of established how difficult it is for us to know the truth is everything lost what what now right so i, I i've shown I've, i think i built up a pretty good case for saying that it's hard it is hard for us to to admit the truth um what now what can we do sort of to address that how do we is it all lost work on ourselves so i think um, um you're 100 right and i think one of the ways of well how work on ourselves how before i say things let, let's throw this out to the group how, how can we work on ourselves in what particular area what particular yes yes number one is, is to be is to be um um conscious of the fact that that we can be wrong right and and it's it's human nature to be wrong and also to be i think when someone says something to us that we we can't like we don't want to hear or whatever to be curious right so instead of just you know once we've we've passed that initial resistance which i think is very normal is to have a curiosity and to see maybe maybe and what's fascinating is that we're told that someone who messes up and is embarrassed of it right it regrets it right the the torah says this 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 incredible thing wait for it it says all that person's sins are forgiven Right, so if you think about it, it's the hardest thing to do. I don't know if it's the hardest thing, but it's an extremely hard thing to do to admit that we're wrong. But when a person is able to do that, when we're able to sort of be curious and say, "Hmm, maybe I was wrong," or "Yes, I was wrong," and you don't have to announce it out loud, but you say internally, you, you, "It's between you and God." A person's sins are are forgiven, and we're told that Achan was um, um, Achan, again, this was in, in, in the prophets, that when they were having a war, so they were told they weren't allowed to take any of the enemy's possessions. And Achan um, did, he took, he took the possessions from, from the, um, the enemy. And they, the Jews, as a result of it, suffered with the war, right? They, 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 they were losing the war because of it. And they realized, the leader at the time realized that it must have been that someone took possession that they shouldn't have and they asked who 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 did like what was it who did it and Achan owned up and this is what happened he he confessed his sins and as a result of it um he he composed a prayer that's out which we still say in our, our prayers today which is <laughs> which a prayer that requests that god's presence is known in the entire world right so what 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 do you what do we see from Achan is that he messed up, right? He did something that caused the rest of the Jewish people to suffer. But because he had the strength of character to face the truth and say, you know what, I did wrong. He went from someone who caused tremendous harm to someone whose heart was in the right place. What is he praying for? He's praying for goodness and godliness to be to be revealed in 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 this world so it's it's it shows it shows us that yes it's extremely hard and i think um you know 
I think Adele was, was saying this again, uh, apologies if it wasn't you, but it was saying that when we recognize that it's an extremely hard thing and when we choose to, to work on ourselves by, by remembering that it's a hard thing and staying curious when people say, say things and realizing that we're not perfect, then, then it takes us to a place where we, we get our, our mistakes, our sins forgiven and we're able to, to bring a tremendous source, a, a tremendous amount of goodness and godliness into this world. Thank you for your time. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your feedback. You can get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram at Gilaros. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Have a wonderful day.